Only God is good. He described creation as good, but that was just before the fall. You're listening to the Unshakable Warrior Podcast. Only God is good. He described creation as good, but that was before the fall. So how can a woman warrior embody the value of good if God is the only one who is, in fact, good? Jesus confirms this notion of who is good in Matthew nineteen seventeen. Jesus says, why do you ask me about what is good? And answers his own question this way. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. God is the one who defines the parameters of good. He defines those parameters in Micah 6, 8. And this is what it says. He has told you, O man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Jesus was the embodiment of this notion. So if he did as God commanded, showing mercy and walking humbly, always obediently pointing back to God and his goodness, so then should your acts of mercy and humility also point others to Jesus. From a biblical perspective, acts of humility and mercy are highly valued and often encouraged. They are considered virtuous qualities that reflect the character of God and how um, often are seen as a response to his grace and his love. Here are some examples of acts of humility and mercy from the Bible. Okay, so humility before God. This recognizes one's dependence on God and submitting ourselves to his will is often seen as an act of humility. In the New Testament, Jesus taught his disciples about humility, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, 3. Humility involves acknowledging our spiritual poverty and our neediness, relying on God's grace and guidance. We need God. We could talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness is an act of mercy and humility. It demonstrates love and compassion towards those who have wronged us. Jesus taught his followers to forgive others, saying, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Matthew 6, 6, 14. Forgiveness breaks down the cycle of revenge, bitterness, and it also allows for healing and wholeness and reconciliation to be an opportunity as well. When we serve others, we are also showing God's goodness through our acts of service. Jesus exemplified humility and mercy through his acts of service. In the Gospel of John, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. This demonstrates humility and his willingness to serve others. Check that story out in John 13, 1 through 17. 
women warriors, we are called to follow this example and serve others selflessly, considering their needs above our own. We can also show God's goodness by showing compassion. The Bible encourages believers to show mercy and compassion to those in need. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, check that story out in Luke 10, 25 through 37, Jesus teaches us about the importance of showing compassion to those who are suffering. Christians are called to love their neighbors as themselves and extend mercy to those who are hurting. And this is something for me that I really just latch on to is those who are suffering because suffering isn't the end of our story. The goodness of God is the, the reconciliation in the power of the cross is, and the freedom that we find in our faith through Jesus is the victory story, not the suffering that God, that gets us there, right? We could stay stuck, but that's why I choose to show compassion into um, fight alongside and come alongside those that are hurting from sexual abuse and trauma narratives, because I know that at the end of the day, from my own healing story, that Jesus is what brought me goodness and brought me satisfaction and brought me hope. It wasn't staying stuck and growing bitter in my own trauma story that that did anything for me. It was the hope and healing that I found in Jesus. And so for me now coming alongside and showing compassion for others who are just beginning that journey is so critical because I don't want them suffering. I don't want them to breed bitterness in their heart. I don't want them to um, let trauma define them. I know that there's something worth unlocking in the brokenness of their story that is more beautiful than they can imagine right now because they can't see it. And so for us who have come alongside, for us that have already journeyed through, it is so important for us to go back and show compassion on individuals who are like us on the path behind us because they need to also know the goodness of God and not the evilness that has been done to them, that that's not the end of the story. And so that's a huge part of my own personal journey is showing compassion and fighting for justice that they deserve. So as we continue um, the examples, here's the biblical truths of how to live out goodness in our lives because God is good. Let's get back to that. So when we seek reconciliation, that is another way we can show goodness of God, right? Humility and mercy play such a vital role in the process of reconciliation. In Matthew 5, 23 and 24, Jesus instructs his followers to be reconciled with others before offering their gifts at the altar. This highlights the importance that we have to offer forgiveness. We should be seeking reconciliation and we should know the importance of humility because we will help those who have offended us and also those we have offended. Acts of humility and mercy are not only valued in the Bible, but they also reflect the character of God, who is described as compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love and full of faithfulness. Exodus 34, 6 points us to that. By imitating these qualities, women warriors can strive to live in a way that honor God and 
demonstrates his love to the world. Hey, Warrior, thanks so much for listening to the Unshakable Warrior podcast. I am committed to empowering women to become strong and resilient leaders who defend their faith, protect justice, and lead with integrity. I believe that women have a unique ability to create positive change in the world, and I am committed to equipping you with the knowledge and skills necessary to do so. Check out my website, the Unshakable Warrior website at kerryjeter.com, K-E-R-R-I jeter.com. That's kerryjeter.com. I can't wait to see you there. In Micah 6, 8, the prophet Micah summarizes what the Lord requires of his people to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. This verse highlights three essential qualities that reflect God's character and his expectations of us as warriors. Doing justice. God desires his people, to actively pursue justice and righteousness in their actions and their interactions with others. This includes treating others fairly, defending the oppressed, and standing up against injustice. God's justice is rooted in his nature, and as his warriors, we are called to reflect his justice in the world. Loving kindness, the Hebrew word here translates as kindness, but it can also be translated as mercy or steadfast love. It refers to a deep and compassionate love that goes beyond mere acts of kindness. And I'm not saying stop doing acts of kindness. Please pay it forward. Please help um, a mom in need. Please give somebody a cup of coffee. Like, Please do acts of service. Those are love languages that are that are needed deeply in the world as well. But God here is desiring his people to, dis, to demonstrate this kind of love towards others by showing mercy, being full of compassion, and having genuine care. It involves extending grace and forgiveness to those in need. Now, we sometimes really get wrapped up in like supporting a cause or talking all about the numbers and the statistics, but at the end of the day, those causes and those numbers are helping people. And so for us as individuals, yes, support good causes. Yes, support, um, you know, the combat against statistics to help people find um, relief from whatever they may be struggling with, but do that by approaching individuals, go face to face with somebody, show them genuine care and compassion and mercy for their specific situation, because that is just going to really show the love of God to individuals who are really hurting. Now, walking humbly with God is a real crucial part of a warrior's relationship with God. Humility has to be at the center of of it because he we are not equal to God. He is altogether other than us. And so we have a need and he's got all the things to fulfill every need that we have. 
So it involves that we have to recognize our dependence. Even if you are an independent woman, you need to recognize your dependence on God. You need to acknowledge his sovereignty and submit ourselves to his will. Walking humbly means we live in obedience with God. We seek his guidance and we align our lives with his principles. It is so critical that we remember that it doesn't, we are able to do the work through our own strength. We are capable because he gives us the ability to do insert whatever it is that we're doing. We are strong enough because of his strength. We are willing and able and strong because he gives us what we need in the moments we need them. And so it's not because we're doing the most, it's because he's doing the most through us. And so that is the difference of humility, that it's not on my own will that I'm able to do things. It's in his strength, his will, his calling his set apartness for me to do the work that I'm doing. So God defines good in this way. Because these qualities reflect his own nature and character, God is just, he is merciful, and he is humble. Look what he did. He left his glory and came in the flesh in the form of Jesus to walk with his people and to serve his people. And so he desires us to reflect those qualities in our lives as well. So by doing justice and loving kindness and walking humbly with God, we align ourselves with his purpose and just and demonstrate his love to the world. These qualities also contribute to the well-being and flourishing of individuals and society as a whole. As warriors and as women seeking to live out the principles of Micah 6-8 in a way that sets us apart from the world, here are some suggestions for you. You can lead with integrity. Embrace a leadership style that upholds justice, fairness, and honesty. Make ethical decisions and hold yourself accountable for your actions. And when you mess up, it's okay. It's okay. Don't cover it up. Just own it and ask for forgiveness and prioritize that, you know, you are a human, but authenticity is also a really good part of integrity because if you do mess up, you can be honest about it and you can um, show people that you also stumble as well. Um, but this also prioritizes the well-being of others and the equality of those who you lead. You can advocate for justice. This is a favorite of mine. Um, use your influence and voice to speak out against injustice and discrimination and inequality. Stand up for the rights of others, particularly those who are marginalized and oppressed. Seek opportunities to address systematic um, issues, systemic inequalities, and use your sphere of influence to really promote equality and to address these issues that affect something that just breaks your heart. So for me, like what breaks my heart is the abuse of children, um, sexual violence of women, and the abuse of people in authority positions. And so I will advocate, I will come alongside a woman or a child in need or a community in need. I will stand up against a bad individual who is an evil individual causing harm in places they should be 
protecting and promoting the welfare of their people. And so that is what breaks my heart. So if you are like, I don't know where, where I could advocate or how I could speak up against an injustice. Well, what breaks your heart? What brings you to tears? What absolutely fires you up and makes you angry and want to seek change? That's where you are being called to advocate for that injustice. So alongside of justice, we have to balance that out with kindness and compassion, right? That fierceness in us, we also need to couple it with the meekness in us, which meekness is not a weakness, it's a strength, but we have to balance ourselves out. So we also need to demonstrate genuine care and empathy towards others, both professionally and personally. Look for ways to extend those acts of kindness and mercy with those that you interact with. Foster a culture of kindness and include people in your leadership approach. You can practice humility. Recognize your strengths and abilities, but also recognize your limitations. Again, we don't have the fullness. God has the fullness. And so things that we are limited on, we need to ask for help there. We need to seek input and feedback from others. And we need to value their perspectives. You know, a lot of times when we quote unquote hate something or don't understand something, it's because we don't have a personal connection to it. And so you can learn and grow from different perspectives by um, sitting at a table maybe that you don't know much about and you can learn um, those things that you lack. So you can avoid arrogance and pride um, by embracing a posture of humility and openness to learning and growing from others. And here's a really good one. You can mentor and empower others also as an example of how to live out Micah 6.8. Invest in the development and growth of your peers, of younger women, um, particularly maybe those that you've been advocating for, like really empower them to walk through their healing journey or to seek the justice that they deserve, et cetera. You can foster an environment in um, just who you are, like not even an environment, but you could just foster um, your sphere of influence by valuing, you know, diversity and treating others equally as yourself. Like use your platform for good, give people an opportunity to lead. We just talked about this in a coaching call I had yesterday with a group of ministry leaders. And it's like, if you want this kind of leadership where, you know, you're fostering the shepherd idea of nurturing and gathering and tending to the needs of your people, then you also need to give those people an opportunity to lead as well. Uh, Because at the end of the day, it's not about our authority, but it's about how we're nurturing the future leaders and the women who we're serving. Okay. So a final way that you can um, really live out Micah 6.8 is be a bridge builder. I kind of touched on this when I was talking about, you know, practicing humility. But when we work towards reconciliation, um, when we have conflict and we look to um, figure out a solution and not just perpetuate the problem, um, and we really look at promoting unity and community and dialogue and understanding from the diverse perspectives that every individual has, then we really get these opportunities to be bridge builders. 
and foster respectful relationships, even in the midst of disagreement. Um, one of the things that I, I have done with women who I come into partnership with is to lay a biblical foundation for us. And that's through prayer and that's through finding a scripture that um, embodies the kind of partnership or relationship we want to have. So when disagreements come up, instead of burning bridges, we're able to meet on the bridge and, and talk about what's going on, talk about our disagreement because we've laid a foundation. So that's one way you can embrace um, diplomacy. That's one way that you can really have empathy and conflict resolution is to have biblical foundations before you even begin. But also sit at those tables you don't know anything about so you can understand their way of life, why they think the way they think, what what hardships have they faced that maybe you have no understanding about. And that's really going to help you approach the conversation differently next time as well. So as we close out today, you know, I just want to say as you grapple with the conflict between a good God and a harsh world, the pain and the suffering of others and questioning um, evil and so on, you know, consider this quote from Jason Havelston uh, at desiringgod.com, who boldly states that life is hard because God is good. God has intentionally shaped the world in such a way that effort would be required to accomplish significant change and progress and reward. In, in the beginning, we talked about this, like the world was good. God created the world to be good. And because of the fall, there is this huge dichotomy, right? But with effort, we can get back to that. We can get back to the garden. We can get back to justice. We can get back to mercy and we can get back to humility and realign ourselves with the goodness of God. So when we serve an unshakable God, we become unshakable warriors. So next time on the podcast, we're going to go deeper into another virtue of God during this series, and we're going to talk about his righteousness next time. So go forth and do great things. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Unshakable Warrior Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Now go forth and be fully woman and fully warrior.